And now, from our studios in Kansas City, Sci-Fi For Me Radio is live from the bunker. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, Mr. and Mrs. America, and all the ships at sea, captains, courageous, princes of the universe, the ladies who launch conversationalists across the fruited plain, and the people on the wrong side of the tracks, this is Open Line Friday. And we're testing, we're testing something today. I am uh, making the attempt uh, to try this on uh, a, a new browser called LibreWolf. So we'll see. I don't know. Um, it do- <laughs> it doesn't look like it's letting me see the video on any of the streams, but it looks like we're live. Uh, so I'm going to assume that we're live. I'm seeing people in the chat, so uh, we'll talk here for a second. I, I, I guess we're live. We are broadcasting to Odyssey, YouTube, Rumble, Twitch, and Kick, where we now have seven followers over on Kick. So there is that. Uh... What a day, what a day, what a day. My name is Jason Hutt. I'm the editor here at Sci-Fi For Me. Glad to have all of you with us. And the chat. Let's see who else is here. I see Cam. I see Keely. Sci-Fi Snobs here. Michael's here. Mantoween's here. Daniel's here. Um, Mrs. Boss is over here. Uh, Daniel says, Libra Wolf is good, but I prefer Brave. I, w- I was looking through. I saw somebody mention uh, comparing... Uh, privacy and and stuff between the two and and recommended Libra Wolf over Brave for that reason. So I'm, I'm just, we're testing, we're experimenting. I don't know. It's my first time using it, so we'll see. Anyway, we are, uh, we are also, this show also available as a podcast. A uh, reminder that Stitcher is going away at the end of August, so if you're listening on that platform, you're going to have to find something else. Or you can join us live. I mean, that's always an option. Or join us on, on any of the video platforms in Memorex mode. You can watch us in replay after you watch anybody else's live show because there are other live streams going on now. Uh, you can always leave a comment. You can jump in the chat, leave your, uh, leave your thoughts. One Man Show is here. Greetings and salutations to you two as well. Road Vagamon Life. I left Wolf for Vivaldi. Uh, Wolf's great. Vivaldi I've not heard of. That's a new one. I will, uh, I will check that out. Email address, live from the bunker at sci-fi for me.com. The Discord server is up, and of course, there's all the social media. Now, we, uh, real quick note about the social media. Not going to do threads. Not going to do Blue Sky. Probably not going to do whatever comes next to be the next thing. I'm, I'm done. I'm done with new social media platforms. We've got 10... That's 11 too many, and I'm not going to get any more. Plus, I've heard, uh, and somebody needs to confirm this. I need to, I need to confirm this. Threads, apparently, since it's a spinoff add-on to, uh, to Instagram, I have seen mention, again, I have not been able to confirm this, but I have seen a mention that if you decide you're going to delete threads, like say, okay, well, I'm going to add it, and I'm going to download it, I'm going to start using it, and I don't like it, and I'm going to get rid of it. Apparently, again, have not been able to confirm, but it, I've seen mentioned that if you try to delete threads, it will also delete Instagram. So you got to be careful. Just, just watch what you're doing, and uh, be careful out there. As they say. All right. So it is Open Line Friday, which means uh, y'all get to jump in here. Let me uh, let me throw the link in to the chat because I'm just going to throw the link in the chat and let's just go. Uh, By the way, uh, Road Bag One Live, how's the audio over on Odyssey today? That's... That's uh, always a concern. Why is this not going? There, go. 
go. Well, come on, chat. Odyssey chat is wonky. Road Vagabond Life says, uh, audio is good. Good. All right. You must give every piece of data about you to threads and you must build an altar to Zuckerberg. I tell you, you know, that's just, okay, there it goes. Unable to insert. Why is it not? I'm not spamming. What are you talking about? It's my channel. I can put anything I want to in there. All right. It's in. It's in. It's in. It saw me trying to post it twice. So, anyway. All right, uh, Sci-Fi Stump says, I was just saying the other day, this channel has too few social media. Uh, I tell you, I tell you. And some of them we don't even use. Uh, I mean, we've got a Pinterest account. I haven't updated it in a while. We haven't, I haven't done anything with the Instagram channel for a little bit. How is our video? It looks like we're stuttering. Are we, are we, are we buffering a lot here? Today looks really, it looks really bad. I don't know. Maybe Libra Wolf is not good for all of this. Uh, <clears throat> all right. Is that it? Oh, let me pin. Let me pin that in YouTube. Wow, everything is really, really wonky. Well, this may be a short show today, folks. All right, we're gonna add Daniel to the stream. Hello, sir. How are you? Good to see you, Daniel. Used to be a contributor well, you're, here. You're studying over here. I can hardly hear you on on Streamyard. Is it bad? It's 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 bad, isn't it? Why is that? Okay, it's stuttering. Everything's stuttering. Okay, so why is it stuttering when all of our settings are the same? Um, yeah been a long time since so i've talked to you on online yeah uh, on on the air you were talking about like Lieberwolf wolf and uh talking about the privacy focus things and i just happened to think about the uh a lot of other uh um uh, like social media platforms that are also decentralized federated you know and are not they don't track you no so I'm thinking along the lines of uh, not only uh, Mastodon, but uh, Hubzilla, basically all the activity pub. See, I heard I heard a lot of because when when uh, when Elon first bought Twitter, all of the all of the usual suspects, uh, you know, blue hairs and blue check marks were all oh, I'm going to Mastodon. And then, then apparently there were a bunch of problems and some different challenges and some issues there and a lot of bugs, and they, they suddenly we didn't hear anything about Mastodon anymore. Uh, do you know if they've ironed any of that stuff out? I really don't know. I, I hadn't really heard about the bugs and all that they were dealing with. Um, I do know that there are a lot of different platforms that can chat with each other because uh, it the, uses the same... Uh, a basic protocol yeah. uh, and it the uh, protocol is actually put out by the w3c the World Wide web consortium and a lot of a lot of um, are using it uh, Mastodon is very similar to Twitter uh, but you have things like Frendica, which is a lot like uh, Facebook and you have uh, Hubzilla which is like Frendica on steroids you know yeah and so there's there's a lot of different uh, things that use that interface and there it's distributed so there are various servers people can run their own server and people can go through that uh, now with uh with hubzilla if a server goes down or you're having trouble with what whatever they you don't like their policies or whatever you're nomadic so you can change it to a different server easily yeah. with all of your files and everything. Uh, the others, I think you're kind of locked into one server, if I understand correctly. Uh, Road Vanguard is talking about the Fediverse. Is that is that one of the yes. ones that you were talking about, the Fediverse? So how how do all of these differentiate from each other? Uh, it's it's basically a protocol for interconnection. Okay. Uh, it's, it's, it's collectively called the Fediverse, which uses the uh, ActivityPub platform. Uh, but it's each one has its own niche, I guess, because uh, you mentioned like mentioning Mastodon. That that is uh, 
that's a very much a Twitter type of thing. It's it's short message type of thing. Yeah. Whereas, uh, like friend, like I mentioned, Frenica is a uh, a Facebook type, uh, and uh, uh, Hubzilla is also a Facebook type, but it's a little more complex, but it's got a lot more capability. Right. But all of them are able to interconnect and communicate with each other using the same protocol. Well, and Stop makes a good point. Here's the key things: adoption. You can have the best platform, but if no one's there, it'll die. And and I'm seeing mm. I'm seeing chatter about uh, about threads. I think is 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 the one where I was seeing this, where if you want to follow certain particular accounts then uh, Threads will give you a warning and said, are you sure you want to follow this account? This account has been known to post various different pieces of misinformation <laughs> and inaccurate things. Are you sure you want to follow? I mean, why in the world? And, and it's clear that it's you know censorship right from the very beginning. Well, I don't know... Why in the world anybody would want to use threads to to begin with? But the first well, time something why, like that would pop up for me, I'm like, okay, I'm done, I'm out. You know, you're, well, why, you're why already would anybody use in the other platforms because they're doing censorship as it is. And what it is, it's it's a lot of times like on, on you play games online, mm -hmm. or you use or you use a certain certain services, whether what whatever it is. I mean, even even logging in through like Amazon or something and you log in through your Google account or your Facebook account yeah. to make it simple. And they're looking for the simplicity and they're willing to look over the fact that, you know, your microphone and your camera are spying on you 24 seven through these apps. Right. Know? I remember, GPS. I remember when we, uh, when we first switched over uh, hosting on sci-fi for me.com, uh, and I think you were you were around for these conversations because you know we there. were on we were on WordPress, and we got to a limit we got to a size limit because all of the all of the photos and the, everything that we upload for media on the articles that we do, and so we were looking for a new hosting service, and for a while we were circling around HostGator, and I remember back and forth we were doing some emails on on HostGator, and at the time. My Sci-Fi for Me account was hosted. My Sci-Fi for Me email account was hosted through Gmail. Mm -hmm. And as we're going back and forth trying to figure this stuff out, and and suddenly I start seeing ads for HostGator everywhere. And I thought, okay, Google Google has way too much access to everything. And so I was like, all right. Yeah, HostGator ended up not being what what we used, but for a while there, I mean, and and you're right. These are these these little these little mini tricorder things. These are surveillance devices, and you know your smart homes and your smart tech and and all this other stuff. Not it. Just 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 walk away from all of it, folks. Just just delete it all. Just delete it all. Let's let let's have a day. Where 50 years from now, they will call it the Great Deletion, right? Let's <laughs> just get rid of all of it. Well, there's there's so many different things that work really, really well that are like, say, open source and also are very privacy focused. There's mm -hmm. uh, It's like uh, you mentioned spying on you and everything. It's it's like a lot of times on my Chromebook, I'll be I'll be you know, on incognito mode yeah. so that it's not saving anything to my computer, you know, and I'm not using Orbot, so I'm not using the, the Tor network uh, as a VPN or anything like that. So I'm just, I'm just running straight from my address, Yeah, but I'm using, but I'm using the uh, incognito mode. So it doesn't save anything. And so advertisers aren't reading my cookies and all that stuff. Uh, but I could be looking at something, incognito mode and then suddenly i see ads for it on facebook mm -hmm. you know yeah so yeah. i mean i mean if 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 you're not running a vpn or something like that you know like through orbot or something it's they're they're gonna match the vp the the, the address. ip address yeah uh uh road vagabond says uh fully linux over here for over 20 years he says wordpress has security bugs of the week as part of their service their security squish cheese 
<laughs> well, and and we're fortunately we're not on WordPress anymore as a host. We still use a WordPress template for the right. site, but uh, and then I have some additional security in place through WordFence and a couple of other things. So yeah, we haven't been compromised as as far as I can tell. Anyway, I mean, every now and again we'll get these. Uh, yep. You've been hit with 161 attacks today. It's like, well, I'm glad you blocked them. <laughs> Thank you. Doing your job. Keep it up. That's good. So, how many did they not block? That's the that's the worry. Well, the that's part. the thing because I I got oh what did I get there? Oh, it was it was about a week ago. When did I send that email out that everybody needed to to change their passwords? About a week ago, week and a half ago. I started getting these mail delivery system messages. Unable to deliver message, unable to deliver message, unable to deliver. I was like, I didn't send anything. What is this about? And then these are messages. Well, these are messages that were sent to people I didn't even send. They're not in in my my account, my my contact list or anything. And some of the emails didn't even exist. I was like, okay, something's up. Mm-hmm. I got hit with something. I know that's exactly what it trying is. Trying to do it, and so I sent a I sent a note out to everybody. I said, "All right, everybody, change your e- change your email passwords just in case." But I just I I cabin in the woods. They they never got into your account. That's the thing. Yeah, it, I I ran into that on a on a website I used to run. Mm-hmm. I I go into the email. And it's I get all these things about you know we're blocking you and we're bro- blocking your uh, address no. because of all the spam you've sent. It's like we I, nothing has been sent from the website. Yeah. And what it is is somebody somewhere is is sending spam email, cloning the address. Mm. And so they so they see the so they see this address instead of where they're actually sending it from. Gotcha. But yeah. because it came from your domain, right. they, they think it's you. Well, and seeing this comes right on the heels of Google. I started getting these, and I don't know what happened, what triggered it. But for a while, every time I sent an email to one of our contributors or one of our guests that has a personal Gmail account, it would bounce back. And the note that it would get with it was something about the Google authentication failure. Yeah, and, it was like, and for whatever reason, Google got it in its brain that sci-fi4me.com was not a valid domain, was not a valid URL. And so what I ended up having to do is go in through our hosting service, go into Google, do all of this rigmarole to say, yes, it actually is real. Uh, but it's apparently there was a, a layer of a security protocol that I put in on the server, and then Gmail was like, "Oh, okay, there you are." But it vexed me for probably a month, month and a half, trying to figure this out. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. I was like, I've sent stuff to these email addresses before, and everything was fine, and now suddenly it's not. But it was only for personal Gmail accounts. And nothing else. If I send something to a business domain, like if I send something to like, uh, um, uh, you know, well, if I send something to sci-fi4me.com, you know, an email address in in the in the group, it would go fine. But anything yada 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 at gmail.com, it would kick back. Yeah. Weirdest thing. The only thing is something in something in there caught it as you know, spam or something like that. And rather than sending it to a spam folder, it says, "Uh, no, we're not doing this. Yeah. So that was something on Google's end. And a a lot of times they, when they try to come up with something for security, it's a general thing, you know, it's, it's a generalized thing. And then when you have a specific instances that it doesn't work with, yeah, it's a bit of a headache. Mm -hmm. Yep. Speaking of all of this, the, uh, the plan is uh, next Thursday, uh, I'm hoping to have another AI panel discussion. So David Luxton has confirmed. Chris Lodwig, Lodwig has confirmed. I'm waiting to hear back from several other people. But I have also sent an email inviting – well, I've sent a, I've sent a note inviting a security person uh, who's burning up the internets right now uh, all over the place um, talking about – 
the censorship crop cr- uh, stuff, Mike Benz. Uh, so I've sent an invitation to him as well to join us on that because it, the AI thing is is going to be a problem. You know, the automated stuff, the machine learning, the AI, whatever it is that you want to call it, it is going to be a problem because it's it's out of hand beyond what the original programmers can control, I think. And it's going to get worse because the, I don't when see they this big of a problem as, as what people might think. Now, if, if I can if I can arrange to be available next Thursday, I would love to do that. OK, um, right. that's if I can arrange it because I work full time, yeah. you know. Uh, but uh, yeah, I've I've a, a lot of people are sounding alarm bells. But when I'm really look at it and analyze it and see what's going on, it's not the AI that's the problem. It's the creators and the users and how it's being used that's the problem. Well, sure, and, but the... and it's actually not as bad as you might think. But it it really comes off that way. Yeah. Well, I think the other part of it is you know not just not necessarily how the how the technology itself works. But you're right. You know how it's being used. You know what people are making it do. What people are are deciding they they can get away with. You know the ethics of it. I think, I think the the technology itself is going to outstrip anybody's thinking. Oh, hey, maybe I shouldn't ought to do this. You know, it's like it's like what In Malcolm says in Jurassic Park. You know, just because you can do a thing. Doesn't mean you ought to. <laughs> I'm paraphrasing, yeah. but like, they, they were they were they were so concerned about whether they could do it, they didn't yeah. think about whether that they should do it. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that but applies. I think that applies to about ninety five percent of the internet. So, yeah, it's it's quite a bit. But uh, when it comes to AI and the way it it functions, and when you think about the way a computer functions, yeah, you're we're seeing potential issues but i don't think they're as bad as people think they are oh you're and, a pollyanna you know, you're a pollyanna <laughs> it's well, well <laughs> it's not as much that but it's it's like i i look at the the horror stories it's doing this it's doing this and it's like well when you think about how the program is functioning yeah and how the computer is thinking to begin with it's operating with these with it's still operating with a certain set of parameters you know, yeah. even though even if the programmers didn't intend that as the result, it's still the parameters that they put in. Yeah. Well, Michael says it's, it's not general. Michael says it's not general advanced AI. It's the expert systems. See, to me, a difference that makes no difference is no difference because if we have a bunch of stuff, technology-wise, that's being abused, that's being used as, you know, surveillance state stuff, censorship, uh, uh, copyright violation. I mean, all sorts of ethical quandaries that come up with this stuff. To me, it really doesn't matter if we're talking about basic AI, basic machine learning, expert systems, or whatnot. If it's being used wrong, then that, I mean... To me, that's the that's the key component of this, you know, is 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 how much harm is going to be done through the use of these technologies. I don't know. Uh, Road Vagabond Life says the Y Files put out a great informative video about AI problems last night on Odyssey. He's got a link there in the Odyssey chat for anybody who wants to to see that. So go over to Odyssey and our on our Odyssey channel. Uh, there's some incentive there for you to go visit our Odyssey channel. Yeah, one of the things you got to look at also <laughs> is that we're kind of in the being in the wild west of it. Yeah, you know, yeah. There was a certain time when when uh, cars were first coming out, uh, it was regulated that they had to have somebody like 300 yards ahead with a lantern or whatever to let people know this car is coming. You know, we're kind of in the same way with drones. And you look at some of the drone regulations, it's like, this is ridiculous, but they're still trying to figure out how it's, you know, what they're doing with it, what's going to happen, because it's still in its infancy. Yeah. This You have a, uh, you, you have, oof, what am I saying? Um, ADHD screws with my head. <laughs> it's, uh, but but uh, disruptive technologies, that's what I yeah. mean to say. Whenever you have a disruptive technology, it's going to have its growing pains. 
and we are in that now. And yeah, you've got some nefarious people going into it. And some of the, you got some of the nefarious people saying, all right, we can use this to spy on people. You've got others who believe it or not, see that this as a way to immortality, that if they can get computers smart enough to think on human levels mm. to replace humans, then they can upload their own consciences <laughs> into these uh, machines and live forever. Yeah. Never mind. That's not how this works. No, you it's know? not. You're just creating a copy yeah. and deleting the original. Speaking of nefarious so. individuals, let's add Michael to the stream there. He's got a couple of thoughts on this. Welcome, sir. How are you? Hi there. Hopefully, hopefully I won't be causing you too many uh, uh, bandwidth problems today. <laughs> uh, so I, I think I think we're okay for now, but I probably just jinxed it. Go ahead. What do you got? Okay. Um, no, uh, I, I, how's it going? When it comes in, I had had to come in because it's not. I understand your feeling on the matter. I was simply uh, I'm coming in because I needed to say it's it is a uh, education semantics issue here. What happens is uh, expert systems are just like any other tool. They're still, um, you're still, uh, it's it's like any other tool that the a human being is still directing it. Mm -hmm. um, and I'll use, I'll use it, and I'll use an outrageous example, like handguns and rifles. Mm -hmm. um, very, very simply, the, the, if, if it doesn't hit yes within certain parameters, it goes. It can do stuff on its own. Basically, uh, once you you know with a gun, once you hit the hammer, uh, once you once you pull the trigger, what happens is the hammer and the other things they all do their they all do their little individual tasks and out and out comes out um, the uh, bullet or whatnot. With an expert system, once you give it a once you give it a query or a direction within its own parameters it goes off and does its little it does its little thing mm -hmm. now the the difference is that like, like every single tool that we've created since the beginning of time it what happens is the tool is uh the value of the tool is based on how it's being used now expert systems can be uh, expert systems uh, and I want to keep pointing out that they're still expert systems. They're not really the uh, they're not really the AI that is uh, f talked about and feared in science fiction, right. which is basically the uh, com that the computer thinks for itself and the scale of how it thinks or how fast or whatever. The main thing is that it has a will of its own to go and make its own decisions. That's the key. Now the the thing is that the speed and the destructiveness of its misused. Now that's that's what you're worried about, Jason. Yeah. Uh, well, and that's it, something um, that we've but, talked about here because uh, Tim Tim has has frequently uh, expressed his uh, irritation and consternation about everybody calling this stuff AI when it's not really, but. Um, you yes, know, the, that's the, the, the common, calculators. yeah, the common, the common vernacular, everybody says, well, it's artificial intelligence. And I think some of that is probably, uh, fueled by stories like that Google engineer that came out and says, well, this Google AI is thinking for himself. It's, it's, it's sentient. It's, it's, it's gained awareness. And, you know, the brain is, you know, being being an electrochemical machine, the brain is just mm -hmm. a really, 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 really sophisticated biological computer. So in theory, you could probably project forward in 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 a way that these new things, these algorithms, the machine learning, the the AI, the chat GPT, all this other stuff eventually gets to be so sophisticated and so complex so as to mirror the function of the human brain, who's to say it can't get, get sentience at some point? Not, not now, but, you know, 50 years from now, 100 years from now, if our technology continues to evolve and improve and, and advance, who's to say at some point we yes, don't we'll have a real AI that, that shows up and, and now we've got HAL, HAL 9000 and the T100. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, my, I guess, but that's, and that's why I, po that's why I popped in because, uh, because this is, um, this is, the, uh, even here right now, this is a thing where we need to 
talk about it in the um, not in uh, there's a difference between the speculation of what it could do and what it can do right now. Yeah. And the thing is that I think that since uh, on my part, at least since that I kind of know what I'm talking about in a general sense, I think that it's important to um, make the distinction and the differences so people understand what the um what the capabilities are that we're talking about but the and and also what's really what really happens now a different discussion can be about how it's programmed does it have um like they like they've said in some things does the ai have a political bias well yeah it's got the political bias uh when they they were talking about um it generating its own uh, AI generating stories for you based on a few parameters or, and that, or you trying to find something and then you put in something that uh, is not, um, well, quite frankly, the AIs that, w that I've seen are all kind of maybe liberal and bent. Well, and that comes from, they, that's a, that's a, AI, yeah, that's a garbage in, the, garbage in, garbage out thing. I mean, it depends on right, whoever is programmed it to function. Right, but it's but the thing is that the discussion should uh, really shouldn't be uh, is the is the system uh, is the expert system liberal or not, but the um, actual the programming that's gone into it, the intention of the people, and it is perfectly valid though to say once once the intention has been put into it, the part that you're worried about. The outcome, yeah. yes, the outcome of the outcome of these expert systems um, uh, spying on you. Yes, that's certainly uh, how that information is being used. That's the part to worry. That's the part to worry about. Um, unless, of course, you unless, of course, you truly are um, concerned about. Period. I don't want people to even to know my business. Well, the AI doesn't care about your business, but the person who programmed it may may care about your business, and yeah. that's what you have to. That's what needs to be um, addressed or attacked. And that's uh, where an important distinction needs to be made, because uh, some that's that I'm thinking about right here is uh, when you have a machine, you know, spying on you through your phone or something like that. That's because humans told it to. Right. Now, whenever a, a machine or a human or whatever executes anything, you've got to ask what motivated that function. Now, yeah. with humans, we are worried about people spying on us because of, you know, it all comes down to ego and greed and these types of things, which machines don't have unless they are specifically programmed to do so. And, you know, so to say when a, a computer... Uh, People worry about them becoming sentient, even though they don't have the adaptive hardware that we do, because we could grow new synapses and this mm -hmm. type of thing. Whereas a machine, you actually have to modify the hardware mm -hmm. uh, in order to to adapt to that. But it's it's one of those things that if a machine doesn't have the motivation to do that other than to fulfill a program, whereas humans, we have the emotion. And that's right. and when it's emotionally driven, that's when that's where the problems come. The problems comes from the human side, not the AI side. Right. Well, and and, and, and you got, I, but see the thing about it is, Daniel, you've got you're you talking about you know the reason the reason that we spy on people being jealousy and greed and ego. Yeah, you know, those those are the negative aspects of it, but there are other reasons to spy on people, and you know mm -hmm. it's. It, at the very least, in terms of things like Facebook and Google, you know, it's not necessarily uh, a, a jealousy, greed type of thing. I guess I guess you could describe it to greed because they're scraping all this information so they can sell it, so they can make a profit on you. You become the product. But you also have, you know, security issues. You also have people who say, well, okay, well, I'm going to I'm going to monitor this person because I don't like how they act around kids. Uh, you know, this person has demonstrated that he could be a danger to himself. I mean, there are some other there are other reasons why uh, you would you would surveil someone, spy on someone. But you're right, you, you're you're your underlying technology that does a lot of that work. It, it doesn't know why it's doing it. You just, somebody push a button and said, do it. 
Mm-hmm. So yeah, it doesn't know why it doesn't well, care. Um, it's like the um, uh, another analogy. Back in the day, back in the days when I uh, used to uh, work in a cellular telephone technology, I was um, we were um, I I was doing mostly the um, I was doing mostly the utility billing and stuff like that, and trying to find out connections uh, how the um, Basically, the cost of con- the cost of your connections, because, yeah, I used to program it back when they charged you by the minute. Mm-hmm. Uh, and were you in a local calling area or not? But one of the things that came out, one of the things that comes out of that, uh, that I learned was how the telephone switching works. And essentially what um, what, you know, what cell phones essentially are doing is that they're doing. Um, and any te- and any telephone system, essentially, they're doing the patch cording that you see on those really, really old, yeah. Uh, yeah. those really, really, really old uh, movies and such, where they're do- where they're doing it manually, or they're out in the boonies and 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 um, even in the fifties or whatever, and they're doing it manually. Um, so the, what I'm, so what happens is that that's a that's an example of a useful system. It's making the decisions. Um, it, um, when your cell phone, when your cell phone is, uh, you make the call as a use, you know, it's programmed to go to, and not think it's programmed to perform the function of where's the, where's the nearest cell phone tower? Right. Uh, do I have, you know, uh, what's enough strength that, uh, to send the signal or not? And then if I'm roaming and going in a certain direction or whatever, where, um, it has to do, it has to have the. In, um, enough uh, intelligence. I, I don't like using that word. It has enough. It, it's been programmed properly to switch off to the next cell phone antenna uh, while if you're if you're moving uh, distances quickly. Yeah. So, uh, like I said, it's a useful technology. We leave it to make the decisions for itself. And but not, the flip side, of course, is that you can tag on all kinds of other. Um, information to go with that um you know it's been many it's been many years now and i wasn't uh ago but um my uh my cell phone my billing company had all the phone records and they had been tapped by the gov uh by the federal government to go look for um to look for phone calls for the unabomber Mm. you know so um what happens is that I wasn't part of that, and I didn't sign the NDA, but I heard about it, so I don't care. <laughs> but the um, but w- what happened as part of that? What they did was that they went through they you know they went through and they wrote programs to basically go through billions and billions of phone call transactions of those switching from antenna to antenna, going down to the ground uh, to use the old telephone line system and, and back out again to go find, even with um, with using that whole idea of burner phone and, and whatever was going on with all that, they, you know, basically the track, you know, basically in aid to track him down. Right. So, well, and, and so Vagabond, there are, Vagabond even says, so there are you. Go go ahead, Michael. Uh, I was just finishing up. So there there are useful uses for, um, uh, in you know there are useful uses for doing this sort all this kind of data essentially data mining, which is what you're doing. You're not we're um you're you're mining the existing data. It's sitting there in a pile somewhere, uh, in in a in a logical pile in some sort of uh in some sort of storage um, unit and you're trying to, and you're trying to basically glean something from it. So the, the issue isn't, you know, like I said, the issue isn't the, the tool. The issue again is the, the motivator behind it. Well, again, you, you talk about a, with a, uh, actually the artificial intelligence taking over and doing, doing its thing. It's, it's, you're you're right. It's it's just another tool, based mm-hmm. based on what's used. It's like it's like you look at now. You can come up with music by putting in some prompts. Yes, you know, and then it, it, the, then it gives you something back, and it's like, all right, well, I think that's cheating, so yeah. I'm going to do my own music. So well, I go into is... to a thing and I put in loops, and mm-hmm. it's like, well, a minute, loops are cheating, so I'm going to go in and create my own beats. Mm-hmm. Wait a minute. That's cheating. 
I should go back and play actual drums. Wait a minute, that's cheating. Maybe I should build my own drums. You know, let's get the wood and and, and get the goatskins. That's cheating. Maybe I should raise my own goats. You know, and I no well, longer have time to make the music because I'm yeah. too busy raising the goats for the skins. Well, Vagabond you know, says Vagabond the same, says the, AI. The, the hang, on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Let me, let me, hang on, let me. Can anybody hear me? Hold on. Yeah. Uh, Vagabond's got a point that goes to to what. Uh, what Michael was talking about. AI is the equivalent to probability statistics in the math world where you aren't finding an answer but likely answers. It's this if-then flow chart that goes back and forth. Well, if this is doing this, then I do this. And if this setting is this way, then I go this way and that. And all of that is just, you know, how it's how it's set up. Now, Cam, Cam says it's like saying a match and a fuel aren't a danger. Well, I would I would say... A match and a fuel aren't a danger unless and until someone puts those two things together in such a way as to as to start a fire. Because, you know, I can I I have right here in my drawer, I've got a lighter and the light, you know, the you know, I can I can turn that on. I've got fire. But if I'm not putting this up against anything. You know, it's not a danger. I mean, it's that uh, that's not doing anything to anybody. You know, and I can leave it in the drawer where there's paper and there's combustible stuff, and it's you know, it's not a danger. Same same with concealed carry or or any anything that you might see as a risk. It's it's when somebody initiates the thing what we're all concerned about. Yeah, you know exactly and um yeah i, I mean uh when you're talking about even going back <laughs> to the drums um the one i was thinking about was um the one i was thinking about was money uh ba basically uh you, you know unit how's it go units of exchange instead of instead of me having the three chickens the um and I'm sorry. I, it reminds me of an example. One time when I went to visit uh, relatives in Mexico, uh, you had the um, they have um, uh, it's you may call it inhumane hay. It's a farmer's market. Um, they had the chicken. They had the chickens uh, that were a little bit on the old side that are not going to be uh, laying eggs anymore. They had them. They had them still alive because you know you want to have that fresh animal tied up and plucked. I'm sorry if you're shocked. That's what people do uh elsewhere but what happens is that yeah essentially um as and the thing is you could buy it well the same thing that was kind of the same thing with barter you know it's like hey i've got the three chickens can it can, can you give me the uh can you give me the four the four or five bushels of rice or or whatever uh commodity you want to exchange well you know uh once we started getting picky about our food and it started becoming unwieldy because you know you let that chicken go and if it's still alive it's going to claw you you know you might want to have a safer unit of exchange uh i've got i've got a backyard sorry, full of sorghum i'll i'll trade i'll trade sorghum for for other stuff yeah yeah see so um so th this is really the that's really the crux of the argument um, or the the discussion I that where we should be thinking is what is the ethical use of the tools that we have at hand yeah. and yeah there's um, uh, yeah there are things the the worst thing about uh, experts about expert systems is the speed at which that they can perform their function if they're program if they're programmed badly um and make the wrong decisions uh, uh or not wrong decisions they well yeah one is if they're programmed badly or two the you know uh as they say not as in how's it go not as intended hilarity ensues yeah well uh, <laughs> now, let me ask let me ask this uh, though because vagabond says well, the worry with ai it could create its own initiative so let me let me let me posit this because dan, dan will yeah dan you've talked about expanding the hardware and needing to get a system that's so complex uh, from the from the hardware side of things 
and then however much programming and machine learning and it adds to the information and it samples all of these different things and it pulls all this information in from all of these different sources and inputs and people say this and people type this and this comment and this share and all of this activity at some point because from a from a hardware standpoint we have servers all over the world that are all connected to each other you know, we have the internet. It's all. It's a. It doesn't necessarily have to be physically connected, but you know, through the cloud, through the internet, through fiber optic cable, all all of these different ways that all of these different servers are talking to each other and distributing information. Doesn't mm-hmm. doesn't that create a machine big enough that it gets enough information that it could flip the switch and say? Aha! Launch the birds. You know, I mean, yeah, it's that's that's something that comes a lot with when people talk about you know when when you put more blades in the server, you put more you know processing power into that. But when you have multiple different computers, yeah, and each one is thinking independently, though, that's that's the thing. You've got to in order to get it to work like one brain, you've got to get them to think at once like a that means you've got to get yeah you've got to get this this windows machine to talk to this completely different windows machine and then to think as one with this linux machine over here and no. this mac and you know all this different thing but if you've you, got but, you, is, but if you've got a fixed protocol in the World Wide Web, I mean, there are certain, you know, whether you're on Linux or, or Windows or Mac or, or, or whatever other systems are out there, in order to get to the Internet, you know, there's, there are certain things that are the same. So wouldn't that factor into all of these machines talking together and, and thinking it, together? You, if, you, if you wrote the program that could do that, and connect them all together so they're all working on the same problem at the same time. I mean, no, well, one in a billion shots. They've done that with, uh, they, with they parallel all think processing and create. And I mean, the early with parallel processing, the early uh, uh, they've been doing that since what was it? Um, early '80s with the Cray supercomputers back then. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the, what happens is that the uh, when you're talking about uh, what is it about? Um, when you're talking about parallel processing, the speed or the uh, com- uh, energies, and I think it was in uh, some ca- ca- thing called uh, unit called flops or something like that. Yeah, floating points per second. Yeah. So how? So and it's basically how many CPUs you have, um, how many CPUs uh, each one uh, slicing off the task. Now, even for that. You still have to have you still have to have some sort of coordinating unit mm-hmm. that um, basically says, "All right, I got your piece. Hey, thanks. Uh, go on and do this." Yeah. But even even with all of that, all it means is that it's able to do um, co- complex, even more complex tasks faster. Again, the issue is w- will. But you also talk about. But you also want to look at another aspect you talk about your internet protocols making everything work together but all all an internet protocol is is how do you talk to each other it's no different than you have uh, a group of people working on a problem and decide they're going to speak english Mm -hmm. right you know and that and that's all that's all a protocol is and when you look at what the protocols are set down by the w3c World Wide consortium it's a collection of organizations that says hey let's work together you know and mm-hmm. and it's they're not even laws they're just here's how we think it should be done yeah the same, same thing with activity pub which is the the fediverse uh you know where where things are privacy focused and that type of thing is w3c it just right. basically says how do you check how, how these how should they call, talk to each other these things that don't think the same way You've got, you know, a Linux machine, a Windows machine. You got two different types of Windows machines. You got, you know, the Mac. It's just basically how do you talk to each other, or even different languages. Uh, Again, computer-wise, one of my job, one of my uh, other computer jobs was um, uh, I worked for one of the uh, one of the major U.S. banks, 
And what happens is that they, uh, it's been it's been far more than 18 months since uh, my NDM expired, so I can talk about it. Um, what the, what happens is that agencies of the U.S. government uh, they all have budgets and expense accounts. Right. What happens is that in order to reduce in order to reduce their um, uh, dependence and potential issues of being uh, robbed or blackmailed or extorted or any of those things, they, they have, if they're going to have accounts, they have to have uh, expense accounts, as it were, they have to have accounts with U.S. owned, U.S. owned and based banks. My job was after, um, after my job at the time was if somebody else, once uh, the bank uh, compiled compiled their uh, their expenses, you know, so that way they could roll it off and send it back to the, like to the general account to the department, and then in turn that department goes and uh, puts it into the general accounting office to go figure out the budgets. Uh, then it came to the job where I was at, which was transmitting the data from one language to another mm-hmm. using some sort of um, some uh, they call it now. Um, ETL export tra- export transport load, or at least they did when I was working, and we used different uh, we used different tools, uh, and some of those tools involved translating the data, um, because uh, they some systems like some some departments in the U.S. government liked having every all their data still in ASCII when they got it back, but other departments wanted it in uh, old fashioned EBCDIC because they sure as heck weren't going to change their mainframes anytime soon, yeah. uh, and they were still and they were still running like OS OS three ninety and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so what happens? So what happens is that as long as the um, as one of the things that slows down the technology and that, but it's still, it still comes down to the same thing. The same part you're talking about is that you have to have the parts be able to talk to each other. Yeah. Uh, but that still doesn't change the, that's still, even with that and with parallel processing, again, that doesn't change the part about will. Um, there's nothing that programmatically we haven't gotten sophisticated enough to create the general AI, which is the one that I fear yeah. that it's going to think for itself, and how is it going to judge us? Mm-hmm. Other, yeah. other than that, I mean, we still, we still might World War Three ourselves because we create an expert system that kills us faster than we than we can tell it. No, 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 don't do that. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, well va- yeah, Vagabond points out, Daniel. To your point, <clears throat> Vagabond points out we have master programs controlling millions of PCs to do protein folding for medical drugs. Same for looking for cancer cells in slides. So he's saying, you know, we've already got these these systems where you have one computer, you know, one master computer to to use a Tron uh, reference, one master mm-hmm. controlled using using all of these different PCs that are all linked together talking to each other. So it's a step. And and Cam's got a good point. You know, he's like, why does anyone think we aren't already controlled by AI? Social media is definitely shaping human behavior. And again, that goes back to how is it programmed and what is it doing and what's it been told to do. But Cam's right. We've got we've got uh, machine learning. We have algorithms that are conditioning human behavior in such a way that. Some people are being radicalized. Some people are being propagandized. Some people are are getting into their confirmation bias. All of these different concerns that people have about the social media, and and it brings me back to Cabin in the Woods. Let's just shut the whole thing off. Well, technically, it's not even an artificial intelligence. It's just an algorithm that right. a programmer put in place that's that's just executing right but everybody everybody uses this ubiquitous term of ai i mean this it's this blanket everything's ai yeah and because because laymen laymen don't have the understanding because they haven't been taught they don't have the education um you know they're experts in other things you know politics and and pharmaceuticals and football and and everything else they want a monday morning quarterback but you know, once once they get into AI, it's all AI, and it's all the same stuff. And 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 to discern the difference between an algorithm and machine learning and, and all of those different things, it take it's it's like anything else. You have to explain it over and over and over and over and over again for people to understand it. But Cam's right. right. The algorithm and, 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 it goes into influencing how we behave, 
and it responds to the things that we do. So it pushes us into doing more of those same kind of things. Yeah, the the algorithms that they use are a profitability algorithm because it's a uh, they they want people to interact more, mm-hmm. and so what they'll do is they basically want to tell you what you want to hear. It's it's one of the reasons why I never I avoid uh, Fox News and uh, Newsmax because I I stick with uh, left leaning stuff because it's a lot easier for me to tell when they're lying to me. <laughs> uh, ser- seriously i i because because i mean my, my favorite band is skillet you know and john cooper lead singer of skillet they're they're based out of kenosha wisconsin so when the whole thing went down in kenosha they were going to have john cooper on 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 with fox and talk to him yeah. well i i just started watching because i, I wanted to catch what he was going to say he didn't really say much but through this whole thing, this whole this whole time, they were telling me what I wanted to hear. I'm like, this is great, this is great. And that's when I realized this is why I don't watch Fox News mm-hmm. because it's it's telling if if it's reassuring what my beliefs are, then that is how you give into that's how they get you into the whole uh, they brainwash you essentially. That's the isolation that required for brainwashing whether it's Stockholm syndrome or whatever, well, it's isolation. They me, isolate you by feeding you what you want to hear. Yeah, but let me, let me push back with the other side. Let me push back on that just a little bit because Rush Limbaugh did the same kind of thing. I mean, he, he sat there for the longest time and he said the, the, the reason why his show was so successful at the time when he hit, you know, starting all the way back in 1988 and moving forward the reason why it was so successful was because people finally heard somebody saying what they were thinking. And to, you know, to your point, if you, if you look at it a certain way, Rush Limbaugh's success was all about confirmation bias. And, and that's not how his show was built and how it was structured. So I think you have to be very careful when you're sitting there going, well, I'm just hearing what they want me. I'm just hearing what I want to hear. As long as you can discern, you know the the differences in the messages. I don't I don't know that Fox is. I mean, we're not to get into the politics of the thing, but I'm not sure that that Fox is just just regurgitating back what they they think the the conservatives want to hear because conservatives are criticizing Fox now for some things. Yeah. So you know it it's it's a constant churn. But I, but I do think that it's good to have multiple sources. Of information for anything is it one is, of the things. Uh, but you got to you got to consider that uh, it wasn't really that long ago. I, I'm sure you you saw where this happened, where a former producer from MSNBC had quit quit her job because one of the executives told her that um, people don't watch us for news; they watch us for comfort. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and that's that speaks volumes. To what it the whole thing is uh, yeah. when when Fox News first came out, they wanted to be the counter to what what this propaganda was. But then they start feeding to their customers when they when they know what their customers want, start feeding to that. It's what we see with the uh, social media algorithms. It's yeah. it, it's feeding people what you know, trying to get the trying to appeal to their trying to appeal to their biases. Right. Essentially, right? Because when they when they feel self righteous, yeah, then they then they will interact more. Let me say real and quick. That's, that's what they real quick. Let me say hi to Jr. coming into the chat. Keely is on his way out. Thanks for being here. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's it's. I'm not sure how we got down this rabbit hole, but it's it's a. I mean, it is a. It's an interesting, interesting as in 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 the sense of Chinese curse interesting you know this idea of technology doing all of these things and i i have a concern that at some point the technology is going to to outstrip the ethics i think we're there i think i think we're at the point now where the ethics of the thing is a is a secondary consideration for a lot of people more than it should be i think i think too many people have decided. Well, we can do it, so let's do it instead of instead of considering what the consequences are going to be. So who who I'm trying to remember who's that guy? Um, I think we're already there. I mean, people want to call it the um, 
to people call it uh, now the singularity. Mm-hmm. But when I was a kid, but when I was a kid back in the uh, early 1970s, wasn't there some guy? Um, what was his name? Alvin Tufler or something like that, who wrote Future Shock, and it was a book about. <clears throat> excuse me. <clears throat> It was a, it was it was basically his statement at the time that uh, technology was advancing faster than our ability to absorb it. Mm-hmm. So, oh, excuse me, give me a moment. <coughs> yeah, it's uh, Alvin. Alvin. So what ended so up happening was that um, that uh, part part of it was that people would end up. Um, it was kind of his assertion that if I remember the book, I was like eight when I read it. So you'll have to excuse me. Yeah, I read weird stuff. Um, anyways, it was something, uh, if I remember correctly, it was something to his assertion that um, that not, you know, not only will we not be able to control the technology, but that it would outstrip our ability to understand it even. Uh, mm-hmm. And the thing is that I think on my part, I think I've done pretty good <coughs> On my part, I think I've done pretty good with computers because um, I started I started learning about computers um, in about 1980, and just be, you know just before PCs came out, <clears throat> and I was a, and I was able to keep up with it pretty much until about 2015 or so. Uh, now it's now things have gotten all weirder, and um, even for me, and I um, and. You know, I've kind of gone gotten a little primitive on that, where I basically say, "Yeah, uh, part of it is because I haven't been able to go back to school for any of this stuff." But um, it's kind of like I've always looked at it. The idea is like all you're doing is just adding layers of com- complexity. It's just a matter of kicking the can and telling kicking the can to get it to do what you want. Yeah. You just have to know how to tell it how to do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, which, always, which always offended uh, uh, people that um, I would be interviewed by when I, when I was uh, looking for jobs, because the thing is that in doing that, I was taking away from their um, I was taking away from their ego and taking away from their, um, you know, I went to, I went to school. I, you know, one of those I went to school for six years and got a master's degree in such and such. And I go. Yeah. So then, why are you trying to hire me as a consultant? <laughs> you know. Um, yeah. uh, well, uh, Ray Kurzweil was talking about the singularity himself. Uh, his assertion is that at a point when machines become smarter than humans, well, the 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 term singularity literally means I don't know. You know, yeah. you, you you hear about a quantum singularity. Something happens on the quantum scale. We don't know what it is, but it happened. You know. Yeah. So, but the singularity would be a point when we can discern what could possibly happen. Our crystal balls, as bad as they are, become impossible at that point. Uh, But um, something that I have asserted in the past is, is how do we know when a machine is smarter than we are? Because as if you notice, as we go on, we realize like in the workspace, the better the employee is treated, the better the workflow is. And, you know, so the, be- the the more you can bring out of your employees themselves, the better it is. Now, if a machine becomes smarter than us and would see us as another resource, mm-hmm. would, would we look at the whole slavery thing that we, we so fear? Are we going to look at something that says, wait a minute. In order to maximize my resources, I've got to bring out the best in each of them as individuals. In which case, what do we have to fear? So I just just throwing that out as a well, I would I would think about as, because I like playing devil's advocate on everything. I would simply say, well, you know, that's assuming of course that that's assuming of course that the smarter than us AI has done a co- has done a cost analysis and figured out. <laughs> that it'd be better to do it that way. <laughs> no. That's a good it's point. In my, it's in my better it's, it is in my better interest to keep the humans to keep the humans happy and pacified so they will do they will do 
be more productive for no. my tasks and for my directives. Which is why we yeah. have, which, which is why social media is the way it is. So, all right, gentlemen, uh, we're going to wrap it up there. Thanks very much for jumping in and contributing to the conversation. This is not where I expected to go today, but you know, they, that's fine. That's what Open Line Friday is all about. Uh, and we will do it again next week. Now, a programming note. Uh, that I will uh, I will say here real quick, just for everybody's benefit. Tomorrow, we will not have Good Morning Multiverse. We're going to take the day off. And on Monday, no show. I'm going to be traveling down to meet RJ at Critical Blast to help him uh, pack up uh, uh, Achromatic Blue by Drunk 3PO. We're gonna we're gonna be down there uh, packing up his stuff for fulfillment. Uh, so I'm gonna I'm gonna drop down there and uh, and and spend the day down there helping with that, and then Tuesday, Thursday, Friday we'll have shows uh, next week, but uh, no show on Monday, and uh, we will be back to a regular-ish schedule uh, a little bit after that. All right, that's it for us today. Don't forget you can connect with us on all these different social media platforms and video platforms and whatnot, and. Uh, We'll do it again next week. Thanks very much for being here, folks. Remember, the government hates you. The media lies to you. God has a plan for you. And there are four lights. This has been a presentation of SciFiForMe.com. Copyright 2023 by Flaming Dog Media, LLC. All rights reserved. No portion of this program may be retransmitted without the express written consent of Flaming Dog Media. You're listening to Sci-Fi For Me Radio. 